Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Brave School Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we are talking about overcoming shyness, identity death, and the journey to secret self-initiation. If you know me, we're all about the creative process here, and I'm super excited to announce a three-day workshop series that will be recorded, so if you can attend live, do do sign up to watch the replays. Just three days of sacred self-initiation, walking through the different stages, naming different aspects of our process. I do believe that there's so much power in being able to name a process that is happening inside of yourself. Because when we're able to name it, when we're able to put language to something, we give ourselves the power to shift and change and open ourselves up to a deep, deep intention and seeing our intentions work themselves out in front of us. So This is a creative process. You are a creative process. I'm excited to invite you into it. Learn more at the link in the show notes and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Brave School Podcast. We explore the intersection between entrepreneurship, mysticism, and creative courage through human-centered curiosity and storytelling. This podcast is narrative medicine for the wild-hearted artist and entrepreneur who longs to show all the way up to their creative process. We hope you enjoy. When I was little... I was the shyest kid you would ever meet. Shyest kid on the playground, shyest kid in class. I almost didn't say a word. And it was scary at times. It was, I felt like the world that we were living in was terrifying. I felt like all the interactions that I would have with my family and friends, were they scared me always the quiet observer, always kind of in her own element, in her own world. I was scared of being who I was in so many ways. I didn't know it then. I couldn't name it then. Because, I mean, when we're kids, we're just kids, right? Like, you know, we play with Play-Doh, we like play in the dirt, we go through kindergarten and we use our really fat crayons and we make pictures, right? We're just kind of going through the world, watching the world as it is play out in front of us and we're learning from it. And from my world, I learned a lot of lessons about why it felt safer to be quiet and to not share my thoughts or to raise my voice, whether that was in the classroom or at home or with my brother or with my family, I was the shy kid. Now, what reinforced this data into my little body, this information, was that I got awarded for being shy. I got awarded for being quiet. I got awarded for being, you know, really just kind of in my own space. I got rewarded for wanting to read all the time and only wanting to eat fruits and not asking for too much. And it wasn't that those things that I did were good or bad. They were just more convenient for the people around me to care for me. 
But what happened was I wasn't expressing my true self. On the inside, I was this incredibly opinionated little girl. I was creating formulas inside of my little body. I was putting things together. I would also walk around with a little Blue's Clues notebook and draw the faces of my family members and my friends and try to solve for how what kind of life they had. I wanted to guess like what kind of life did my grandfather have? And I would ask these like really shy questions like, "Granddaddy, does your face hurt?" I remember that memory and I remember everyone in that family room listening to me ask one simple question because my grandfather's face was furled over. He was drinking a Colt 45 and he was smoking cigarettes. He was smoking camels and everybody was just looking at me like, what? This little girl just said, what? And my granddaddy just looked at me and he was like, no, my face doesn't hurt. And I was for sure that my granddaddy was in pain, and he was on an internal level because of the way that he was holding his body and the expressions that he was making. Just an observer, making things make sense in my mind, putting things together. I remember getting obsessed with Nancy Drew, getting obsessed with um, all of the little mystery novels like the Boxcar Children and the Babysitter's Club. It was just so, I was so intrigued with figuring out the world and forming my own opinions of it. But no one knew that internal world inside of me. And, and I don't know if it's my two line in human design and human design, I'm a two, four solar plexus projector. So maybe I just didn't know how to express my internal world, or maybe it was the conditioning of the world around me saying, you know, it's not safe for you to express your internal world. Because I also remember getting spanked for saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Or if I did have something to say, and it wasn't, you know, what people were expecting from me, I would get questioned a lot, or I'd get told to be quiet. And those memories were just so much a part of how I knit together the story of what it means to express myself in the world. And I'm sure you probably have your own memories of what it means to express yourself in the world. I believe that everybody does. So many people, especially so many of my clients I talk to day after day, tell me, you know, I'm, I'm just so scared of being seen. I'm terrified of expressing myself. I'm afraid of being punished. I'm afraid of being canceled. I, I even believe that cancel culture... Um, as nuanced as it is, I mean, there's no black and white here, okay? But cancel culture is evidence of the fact that we were punished for expressing ourselves. And now we go and punish others for expressing themselves the way that they deem to. And there's, and that's different than calling someone out or calling someone to be accountable for their wrong and the harm that they cause the community. But so often we just cancel ourselves out. We take ourselves out of the game of expression and bringing our medicine here to this world to just be a part of it. It reminds me of a garden. Just imagine I'm sitting here in in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains in Georgia doing a little workation with my partner, Michael. 
and I am in this extremely beautiful flower garden just thinking about you know none of these flowers none of these plants are canceling themselves out of the game of beauty they're they're not canceling themselves out of this culture of growth this garden of cultivation that has been carefully crafted and curated by the gardener himself and herself each flower is allowing themselves to be here fully taking up space however much space they want to take up at this point in time in the season unrestricted no bounds and i just imagine like what would happen if each and every single one of us human beings took up just the same kind of space what what if we allowed ourselves to take up the amount of space that we're here to take up and bring our beauty our medicine our goodness our light to the world it doesn't have to be you know cataclysmic it doesn't have to be you know pandemic solving world changing you know economic grounds shifting it doesn't have to be that to be good and to be impactful and to be effective and to be you know active parts of the communities that we're creating I believe that when every single person shows up and initiates themselves into their light, and what I mean by initiation, I mean saying, I am here to do this. I am owning my space, my role, my moment in this time to be who I am in the world. And I'm not waiting for anyone to give me permission to do that. I'm not waiting for anybody to give me permission to show up and share my light. I give myself permission. I create myself. I allow myself to be here taking up space in the world because that's what I'm wired to do, point blank. And I know that I'm wired to do it. I know it. So the journey to self-initiation is really all about self-ownership. It's about the willingness to say, I am going to own my process. The creative process is not linear. It's not simple. It can feel simple. It can be simple. We can simplify it. But because every single person has a different creative process, every person has a different uh, essence, every person has a different imprint on their soul, a different message, a different code, it, it has its own complexities in a way that's just really beautiful, right? A way that we can celebrate. And so when we activate that code, that imprint, that essence, that message inside of us, and we say, I'm going to own this, we self-initiate. We allow ourselves to be in our own creative process, fully and humanly taking up space in the world. The creative process is not linear. It's not a beginning, middle, end story. It has winding roads. It has, you know, terrains and territories that we may not have ever discovered before. In an effort to sort of visualize my own creative process and make sense of how I'm relating to it, I drew a little diagram for myself to map out how my soul twists and turns as it spirals out of me to express itself in the world. So in this process, I begin so in this process, I begin really kind of naming what are the stages of self-initiation in me? What are the stages of activation in me? Um, one of the biggest parts was identity death, soul growth, 
emptiness, feeling that bottomless, like nothing matters feeling is a part of the creative process. The becoming, beginning to gather more data is a part of the creative process. Exploring is a part of the creative process. Emerging from all of this is a part of the creative process. And that identity death is one of the most important aspects I feel. It's one of the aspects that so many of us resist in the creative process. Because again, we have been given and conditioned so many identities that we're to hold in our culture. I just shared one of mine earlier in this podcast episode talking about how earlier in my life, the idea of being quiet, the idea of being shy was reinforced inside of me and called good. So much so that I was afraid to be anything else. I was afraid to not be quiet. I was afraid to be a little louder than I was. I was afraid to take up a little bit more space than I was because I was afraid to break the spell of, of people's favor that I had. And guess what? When I, when I decided to come out of my shell, when I decided to take up a little bit more space, what happened was exactly that. I broke the shell of people's favor in my life. I lost people. People were no longer able to identify with me. They called me unrelatable. They avoided topics that had to do with me growing in my business or growing in my expansive self or growing as an artist or making new work. It was kind of a touchy topic for me and the people around me because the identity that they associated with me in the past of being quiet and afraid of using my voice but also in good favor of them because it didn't cause much trouble all of a sudden became totally foreign to them my identity shifted for them and my identity shifted for me and it was a good thing it was almost like I was coming out of my cocoon I was stepping into that soul growth that my soul was longing for I was giving my soul the oxygen, the air, the water, the nourishment that it needed to come out of that shell and really begin to set on the path of being who I am in the world. The emptiness taught me so much about how disconnected the world really is and how deeply connected we are on an internal level, how I am a part of all that is and at the core of it, maybe nothing really matters. And because nothing matters, everything matters, right? I get to make meaning out of my chaos. I get to make meaning out of my mess. I get to make meaning out of the noise that the world drops at my doorstep that I bring to myself. And this emptiness, as it taught me this, taught me that, wow, I am a creative process. I am unfolding in the earth. I am bringing goodness to the earth, stuff that I made up in my mind, stuff that was seeded from my imagination is coming to life before me. What power I hold in the becoming, all about shaping that power, all about creating magnetism around that power and, and, and becoming, coming in right relationship with my own source of power so that I know when it's right to give, when it's right to receive, when it's right to withhold and when it's right to not withhold my power. The exploration, testing and shaping and exploring and the willingness to get into the mud, get into the mess and let myself be in the creative process and the emergence. The emergence, which is here I am, whole, full, in relationship with myself. And then that process begins again and again and again and again and again. The creative process is not linear. 
the journey to sacred self-initiation is not linear. It's not a one-stop shop to activation. It is a continual ritual process and it's something that I want to invite you into. Over the next three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm recording this on a Monday morning here in the mountains, I want to invite you to a three-day workshop series. This is all for creative entrepreneurs who are standing at the very brink of their own destiny, but you are terrified of being seen and you are scared to dive in. Why? Because the creative process, again, is not linear. It is winding and often full of more questions than answers. Sometimes it can feel difficult to stay focused when creative tension blocks and the noise of the world arise at the door, begging for our time and attention, begging for us to divert from our sacred work, divert from our path, and follow into the noise, into the mess, into the space of other people's intentions for us, into the spaces of other people's ideas and identities for us, forsaking ourselves. Every creative knows the familiar feeling of sinking into yet another shadow of self-doubt, grief, and curiosity about life, process, and purpose. Journey to Sacred Self-Initiation is a three live, three-day series, is a free live three-day series for awakening into dharmic creative flow. Dharmic creative flow is a term that I made up to describe your unique purpose and your God nature expressed. This three-day series will feature three sacredly held conversations that are structured to guide and inspire and encourage you to lean into your unique purpose by owning your voice and waging beauty with your medicine. This series is for the creative entrepreneur who feels like they are standing at the very brink of their own destiny. Again, the very brink of your own destiny. You can feel it. You can taste it. You know it's here, but you're scared of being seen in it. Maybe it doesn't feel safe. Maybe it doesn't feel right sometimes. Maybe there is something that is feeling like a block to you and to stepping into this good work that you're here to do in the world. So again, what's included are three 90-minute workshops on navigating the stages of sacred self-initiation. We have identity death, the becoming, and emergence. Then we have three pre-recorded guided meditations walking you through the stages of self-initiation. You will receive this by email every single day, and these will be like narrative medicine. You can keep this. You can hold on to it forever and ever if you want to, but they're structured to really guide you into moving through these timelines of inspiration and hopelessness and the emptiness to move through the soul growth, to move through the identity deaths into the space of becoming that place where you can really truly bloom and become yourself. We also have three prompts for a play and journaling creation to help you to wage beauty with your unique medicine by processing each day as it comes or each stage as it comes. Again, the creative process is not linear. It is winding, it's full of movement, it's full of hope and imagination and shadow and darkness, and none of it is bad. You're meant to go into that process. You are meant, you are wired to go into uh, yourself and see who you are and 
I just pray, I hope that you can celebrate who you are on the inside, that you can celebrate and honor the goodness that is written on your very soul. Over these next three days, I can't wait to sit with you. I can't wait to hang out with you and get to know who you are in the world and how I can support your soul growth through these spaces that we are creating. We also have uh, two bonuses available for those who register. We have activations per human design uh, sacral type. So we have an activation for non-sacral beings and we have activations for sacral beings. The reason why I separated these two that way is because the tendencies of non-sacral beings versus sacral beings in regards to the creative process seem very clear to me. And oftentimes we, people with non-sacrals like myself, people who, which means you don't have your sacral chakra defined on your human design chart. And if you want to look up your human design, you can go to mybodygraph.com and your sacral center is the part that's right in the middle of you, right above your root chakra that allows you to see whether or not you have a wealth, a plethora of life force energy flowing through you, right? So non-sacral beings tend to have uh, inconsistent creative energy to spare. We have to be very particular about what we pursue and who we let in because we only, we wake up with a little bit every day and that little bit that we wake up with every day is meant to fuel us toward being very specific and highly focused toward the work that we're here to do. And those with sacrals defined are really here to expand and expand and expand and create more space for creativity and the world to thrive, to respond to the world in a way that lights them up, right? And so I have two meditations, one for sacrals and one for non-sacrals. And then I also have an activation for two different types of people. I have an activation for those who are shy and afraid of taking up a little space in the world and those who are feeling wildish and are afraid of being seen as they expand and expand and expand and expand. These are two very different types of people, I believe, who are at different places, not better than, not further along, just different places, different personalities, different textures to who they are. And I just want to encourage each of you who are in that space, whichever space you identify most with, that you have you have room. There's room for you in the world. There's room for your work. There's room for your creative ideas. And I can't wait to see you bloom. I can't wait for you to see yourself bloom in however you choose to show up, however you operate in the world. You have goodness to bring. You have goodness to share. So again, you can register at the link in the show notes. I'm super excited to be here with y'all holding space, taking up space with you and diving into this creative process together. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Thanks so much, y'all.
Thank you so much for listening to the Brave School podcast. You can find us on the internet at braveschool.co. You can also find us on Instagram at braveschool.co and find me, your resident story doula at the story doula on Instagram. I'm so excited to serve you. Thank you for being here, friend.